Hey, what's going on, everybody? I I got nothing. I'll try to clever. <laughs> and I wow, damn, what's going on? This is the shit I played that podcast with Chris and Rod. I got Rod in the building. What's going on, man? How you doing? Good. I'm very relaxed. It's very calm. There's some Enya in the background. You know that was a very. I think that's what it is. Is because like I'm I'm at like I'm super calm. And then these interests are always so hype. My body's like, no, no, chill, relax. Yeah. You know, so just... I, I appreciate that, you know, every now and then. <laughs> it, caused, it caused a little bit of confusion. Like, I had a brain fart, but that's mm-hmm. another week. What's going on, man? How you doing? You know, it's, it's like you said, another week, you know, chugging along to episode 27. Yeah. Yeah, we're almost at the point where we're going to have our midlife crisis. Oof. And you know what? I I think I think for us, since we're African American, we can sort of push that back a little bit because, <laughs> you know, black don't crack. So, right. I think we can push that back some. Uh, you know, there there are other things to to worry about. So, I I agree with you. Yes. Let's push that back. Yeah. <laughs> so, how have you been, man? You know, it's we were coming off of like some really exciting news coming out of um, what was that just now? Oh Gamescom. my god! Well, not just Gamescom. Well, yes, Gamescom, absolutely. But um, I was talking. I was thinking about movies. Oh, the D twenty three conference for like all the Disney stuff. Like we, mm. I don't think we talked about any of that. Right? That happened the, the week in between shows. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so we got some really cool news coming out of that. So I'm like actually kind of excited, even though it feels weird to be excited about like a multi-billion-dollar conglomerate, like you know, in that way. Um, I do enjoy the Marvel stuff, so hearing about that was cool. I didn't watch any of the Star Wars material either, so I don't really know. Oh, because you're you're staying like you're doing like the zero media thing with that, right? I, I'm gonna stay as unsullied as possible. I'll probably get hit with like a trailer or something in a, in a movie in front of a movie I'm gonna see probably. But yeah. if I don't, then like, great. I'm not gonna go out of my way to see it. But I heard that the the teaser did its job. Like it was actually literally a teaser. So yeah, I mean the the stuff looks cool. I mean uh, the 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 newer. I know some people feel some type of way about the newer Star Wars movies. I think they're fine. I love The Last Jedi. Force Awakens is cool. I have no I don't I have very little beef with Force Awakens. I think my biggest complaint is just that it is mostly a rehash of A New Hope. Mm-hmm. Um but I mean but it's fun. It it's a fun film to watch. So it's pretty breezy as well. So I mean, you know, uh, Last Jedi is I think I, I mean, I would say it's the Star Wars version of a work of art if like you could if you know a star wars movie can get that that kind of accolade like you know i think ryan johnson did a great job the director he did a great job with that that film um and and there it's a it's a really gorgeous movie too like you could take a lot of those um independent shots and like really and frame them you know and oh, it, yeah definitely yeah there's some some really beautiful ones um but yeah man i i have heard that sentiment i've heard the sentiment that people don't like last jedi and it's something i don't understand that like people vehemently hate it like they like they hate the prequels um and i don't get that 
I I think it's the you know it's cool to hate on it type of thing, mm. and some people are just you know copying what they're seeing on the internet. Yeah, that is that is true. I do want to follow up really quickly on something that we brought up last week, and so okay. we brought up um, the legendary chicken debate, right? Chicken sandwich, uh, mm-hmm. Chick Fil A versus Popeyes, and Popeyes just released as of this recording. They released a, a tweet, you know, this morning saying mm-hmm. that <laughs> that they sold out. Okay, so they don't have any any more chicken sandwiches anywhere in the country. They're all gone, but that they will be back permanently. Brilliant, brilliant social marketing by Popeyes. Yeah, uh, I do have to. I do have to admit they they really just rode that social media wave all the way to the bank. Quite literally, they, they wasn't it twenty five million dollars worth of free advertising. Ooh, I didn't. I did not know that. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Yo, yo, shout out to Black Twitter. <laughs> I mean, yo, they took it and ran with it like that. It's something that literally blew up within a matter of like a week or two. Everyone was talking about it. Everyone was doing videos about it. Um, you, you know, you, you couldn't go anywhere without seeing someone talking about the chicken sandwich. Like I, I, I drove by a church. And I forgot what the, what did they put on the thing, but they say they referenced the chicken sandwich on the marquee, and I was like, "Yo, these people are wilding." I don't get it. <laughs> it's just a goddamn chicken sandwich, folks. You know, I have a. This is but, okay. All right, yeah. I, go ahead. No, just just really quickly. I I have kind of a a, a random aside. I want to just mention real quick, and if anybody feels the need to weigh in on this. Please do it. Should I play that fan mail at gmail.com? So if if you – all right, this is going to be a kind of a social – a question of, of, of social etiquette, okay? So let's say you know, you're walking in. It's like a Monday, um, you know, coming in for the weekend, walking into the office. You run into somebody who, you know, you don't really know them that well, you know? But there's that really weird moment where it's like, I should probably ask how their day went or like say, you know, hey, how'd your weekend go or something like that. But it's also Monday morning. and I'm very tired, uh, potentially irritable. And, you know, you don't want to obviously unload that on someone else. You know, what is what, what is the best way to really handle that? I'm not I'm asking for a friend, you know, um, not not for myself, of course. Uh, of, of course not. So. So wait, so how do you handle dealing with people Monday mornings or yeah. someone that someone that you just don't know? What's the question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it's really both. Like, how do you deal with because uh, I'll, I'll say what my friend told me actually happened. Um, hint, hint, wink, wink. So like, you know, if if like, you know, somebody you, you walk in somewhere and somebody is is going like, you know, They, uh, you know what? You want me to give my answer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, and this is, this is me. This is just how I am. I feel like I, I'm a people person. So like, I, I've been brought up to the point where if, you know, if I, if I see someone, I'll acknowledge them. I'll say, Hey, how you doing? You know, it's, it's always good to at least say hi, you know, what's going on? Like standing in the elevator not saying anything, even though you locked eyes with the person. Yeah, like that that shit's rude as fuck. That, yeah, so that's kind of like 
that's what it is, right? So, like, I feel like I experience that or my friend experiences that quite often. So, like, where, you know, the elevator's perfect. So, you know, it doesn't even have to be somebody who works with you, honestly. Like, it could be somebody that maybe, like, maybe you even see them, like, maybe they work in the same building as you. Um, but, you know, you get in the elevator and everyone's looking in their phone, except that you never get service in your phone. You exactly. know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, what are we really looking at? We're probably just... We're just really avoiding any sort of social contact or cue. You know know what's funny? And this is like a a quick aside from your side, is that um, I've I've recently found that I've been doing that a lot. Not a lot, but like using my phone as like a uh, safety net in certain situations. So uh, as of, I guess, this recording, I'm like day two into no social media at all at all so now of course once you know this episode drops and it goes you know is live up you know on the internet of course like i'm gonna go on to the should i play that uh pages and like post that the episode drops but after that that's it so like it's been it's been pretty weird like i i started using like my my phone's uh screen time to really limit everything and just looking at the amount of time that I I have now that I'm now that I'm stopping myself from going to like Instagram and Facebook, I have like a lot of time to actually do stuff. Wait, so okay, are we this this needs to be the entire episode. Hold on, like so <laughs> so are are you say all right? So are you counting going to say like maybe uh, YouTube, which is a social media I consider a social media platform? Yeah, various message boards or forums or or maybe like Reddit, no. something like so, that. So, so I'm only counting like the main like social media things, like the stuff that my phone counts as social media. So that's uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, shoot, let me pull up my phone right now and see what else is blocked out. So, are you counting things that? All right, so I get the the applications that you're counting, and that's fair. Mm-hmm. Are you also not allowing yourself to see the content in the, at those places signed out. So, for example, you can't, like, check somebody's Twitter, like, just in an incognito and, window. And, and that's the weird point, is that, like, that's happened a couple times today. It was like someone would send me something on Twitter, and I'm like, oh, let's see, let's see what this is. I click it. My phone is like, bruh, you can't use Twitter. It just slaps it out my hand. Right. And I'm like, yeah, so, like, that's, that's why, like, I, I don't count YouTube, because, like, for me, and like I feel like the real test is for me to cut off YouTube because I live on YouTube, but um, uh, I still like you know frequent message boards and you know stuff like that, so I can still stay in a loop with news. Right, like for example, I don't have a Reddit account, but like I've browsed Reddit, you know, like yeah. I've, br- I've browsed it before. I don't do it a lot or all the time, but like you know, but you know, if I want to type in. You know, if I type in a question into Google or something, like somebody on Reddit has probably asked that same question or something yeah. similar, and then I'll go into it. And that to me is like, you know, I'm, I'm considering myself using the platform even if I don't have the credentials like to get in, you know? Um, so that's interesting. And also, I don't have Twitter, but I also follow tweets. It, that's that's kind of weird. But like, there are certain people who like, I'll follow their, their Twitter feeds. Um, which is really weird, but I mean, it's just. But yeah, I mean, it's it's more or less like I'm doing it just to like you know people. All right, so people on Facebook, people just on social media, they're messy, like super messy. So, mm-hmm. 
I don't know. It was like the the thing where like back to back, like I was on Facebook, saw some messy stuff. And speaking about the stuff I've seen on Facebook, do you know that they have pages where like uh, women? I think it's called um, "Hey Sis, Is This Your Man?" And <laughs> they they they're literally like calling out guys who's like trying to holler at them or like they've hooked up and then the guy like ghosts them or something like that. So like they'll like get pictures of these people, of these guys get, get their social media accounts and blast them on this. Oh, group. wow. Wow. No, I don't think I've heard of that. Huh? I feel kind of like that might be okay. Just because like, I mean, I don't know. I, you're already doing. No, it's, it's, it's super messy. Well, I mean, okay. I I feel like it's kind of I feel both ways about it cuz like, yeah, I I wouldn't want to blast somebody's social media presence all over the internet just recklessly, but however, these guys are kind of doing something scummy and deserve to be outed in some way, like or shamed, at least publicly shamed yeah. for it, like, you know, hey, don't don't, you know, cheat, don't be unfaithful or whatever or don't like be a creep basically we'll talk about that later <laughs> um so yeah i, I don't know i feel oh, and, and, and i and i agree on that on that stance too it's just that some some of these things are just like i'll, I'll see if i can get some screenshots and i'll show you it's pretty okay. wild sure but yeah. yeah so you know going on that and then going on like instagram or more people are being messy i was like you know what i don't need this stuff on my spirit right now so let me just Take like a quick detox, see if I could go the week without, you know, using social media and see what happens. So, okay. you know, using that to lead to the point where people just, you know, they use their phone to escape and it's a it's a social anxiety. That's what that is. Right. So right. people in the elevator, when they automatically, you know, when they put up their phones, they look like they're busy. Honestly, they're not really looking at anything. Like people yeah. that have people that have AirPods in their ear, they're not listening to anything. Like it's all a front. Yeah. That's where I really was trying to go with with my question in the beginning, because like that tends to happen all the time, like almost every single day that will happen. Um, And it's just weird because it's just like, you know, and a lot of times like I will say something, you know, but, you know, obviously. And and, and my 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 stance is, you know, Hakuna Matata, like it means no worries. Like I'm going to be nice to you, but if you're not nice back, hey, you know, maybe you're going through something. But. I'm not going to I'm going to try and give as much positivity as I can to counteract like the negativity that's in the world. So That's that's good, man. That's accurate. I think everyone should live by that. Yeah. So you tell your friend that, you know, they should for one think of Mondays as like a restart for the week. Don't think of it as a damn it, I'm back at work. Like yeah. if you change if you change the mindset, then it will drastically change your day. Yeah, or at true. least at least situations will look different if you change your perspective. Right, right. Yeah, accurate, accurate. Okay. Well, that was me, uh, Chris. How, about, <laughs> how 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 are you doing? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm I'm doing pretty good. You know, I uh, I've been hooked on a game this past week, so we'll talk about that during my what you've been playing. Um, Work has like really slowed down, so like this is like a this is like a downtime for me. So which I haven't had in a while, and normally when I have downtimes, I would sort of bury my head into like work or like trying to like do something with the podcast. But this time, I'm just I actually I'm just kicking back. Like I kick back, you know. I'm sorry, I'm tackling this backlog of mine, and I'm sort of just enjoying life right now. Good. You know, 
Um, so I'm, I'm using the rest of, you know, August to like recoup my mental health. And then once we hit September, I mean, we've already been hit with a bunch of games that are starting to release. So yeah. by the time this episode dropped, you know, a couple more games have just dropped. Uh, you have Astral Chain, Man of Medan, um, and then Control that came out on Tuesday. So if you, I mean, it's, it's a tough time for our wallets right now. So, yeah, They're but moving. yeah. So, um, but besides that, yeah, like I'm, I, I think once I get back into like grind mode, uh, you, you guys will definitely start seeing some more stuff on the YouTube channel. Um, so once again, go ahead and subscribe to that, hit the bell so that once we, once the content starts dropping, you'll see it. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's been real cool. I'm, I'm enjoying this August. And and I'd say that this month was, like, the most I've spent, like, hanging out with, like, family and friends. So, mm-hmm. like, going to, like, pool parties, going to just, like, kickbacks. It was, this is a, a really good August. Good. Um, and I think, like, that sort of, like, like we said at the beginning of the episode, like, the whole thing of just being, like, relaxed right now. That's That's how I feel about August. I think, you know, speaking of August, you know, we got to hang out. That was good. We didn't, we forgot to mention that exactly. last week. Exactly, yeah. We did hang out in person, which is, which was great. Um, over at, at round, not, oh my God, not round one. Um, <laughs> Controller Rise. Uh, so big shout out to, to Herb uh, and, and those guys over there, Controller Rise, the group who puts that show on every, every Monday. Um, it was an awesome event. I finally got to go after months, literally months of wanting to go and saying that I would try to make it out there. I finally got to make it out, and it was definitely worth it for sure. See, and, and you know what I like about that event is that it's on a Monday, which up front is weird because you're thinking, dang, it's a Monday. Like, right. you know, I don't really want to do anything, but it sort of goes back to what I was talking before about like your perspectives on things. So like if you, I'm not, I'm not like saying, Oh, go out and turn up every single day, but like, mm-hmm. you know, doing, having events like that was like nice and chill. Uh, you get to hang out with people that like have similar interests. Like it sort of sets the tone for the rest of the week. So um, it's a, and it's a, it's a definite, like really cool vibe type of environment so whether if you go by yourself or you go with friends you're gonna meet people there and you're gonna have fun absolutely yeah seems like an amazing place to meet people for sure Mm -hmm. but yeah so uh that was august um and once again this is should i play that podcast where we talk about video games and everything that's happening in the industry and what we like to do um is at the beginning of the episode we like to talk about what we played in the past week. So, um, Rod, what you been playing? So I've been playing really one, well, a lot of Yakuza 0. But, I mean, I'm sorry, not 0. Uh, I've been playing a, a lot of Yakuza Kiwami 2. Um, I've been finishing that up, so I'm not going to talk about it much this week because, like, that was 90% of what I've played in the past week. Um, and since I'll finish it, Next week, I'll, I'll probably just wrap all that up. I do want to talk about uh, a game very briefly that I got to play um, that I was very excited about, and that was Life is Strange 2, Episode 4. So this is this comes three months after the last one. I think they've been putting these out since Episode 2 every three months, and the last episode will be out um, at the beginning of December. I want to say December 3rd. So... 
um, yeah, it, it, that's a pretty decent time to wait for these episodes. Um, they've, I would say, for the most part, they felt worth it. Um, this one, episode four, and I'm going to try to talk around it, which is very difficult with this game. I mean, it's the fourth episode in a, in a five-episode uh, season, so it's a little difficult to, to kind of speak about without getting into spoilers, but I'll do the best I can. Um, this one was definitely a it was an emotional roller coaster for sure because um it doesn't have a ton of actual like um forward moment momentum in terms of action but it is kind of coming off of the climax of three Uh, three was probably was maybe the strongest episode of the season so far um because there are a lot of uh, emotions and tensions that run high um and and culminate in a huge explosion uh figuratively and literally um in in that in that episode and it it's, makes for a very satisfying ending it, it actually has the biggest cliffhanger yet of the season um and so going into four i genuinely didn't know what to expect um i i it was like the game could totally change at this point we could do a, a complete 180 from you know where these characters left off at um you know, I I really it was and it was cool. It was it's nice. It was like going into Avengers Endgame. You know, not really knowing what you were about to see. So, going into four, I was I, I had that feeling, and I would say it mostly lived up to it. Um, you know, again, it's it was a little slower, um, but it really gave us time to sink in uh, to some of the the characters that we've been following at the, up to this point. Um, and something that that. Uh, don't not continue to do really well is character work and uh, interpersonal relationships with these characters and even introducing a couple new ones that are that managed to be endearing but uh but compelling you know they 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 maintain um a, a nature about themselves that just makes you really want to like really care about them um and the the central story between the brothers here is is really as strong as ever um and you get a couple reveals here with uh b- behind like their life that that is that does make it worth it there's a particular character that pops up that has been referenced before and it was highly anticipated it he or she does not disappoint uh okay. They they do not disappoint at all. So, I I was extremely pleased with how that ended up. I will say though that the end of four feels like a series finale. Like I I, I actually am more confused now at where they will take uh, episode five because before with the beginning of episode four I was like oh we could go here 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 and now with episode five I, I genuinely don't know how much more story there is left to tell <laughs> um, because it seems like we've completed this journey um, to some degree. Um, yeah. So do you, do you think it's going to be something like, like a time skip or like what, what's what, like, what was the fallout of what happened in episode four? I don't know if it'll be a time skip necessarily. I do think that there is a few things. There are maybe like one or maybe two strings to deal with from episode four. But honestly, for the most part, episode four like really kind of put a almost put a bow on on almost everything up to this point. 
um, in a way that, again, it was like super satisfying as an episode, especially coming off of three. But, you know, I don't know what else they're going they're going to do. I mean, clearly and they give you like a preview and it's like, oh, OK, well, maybe X, Y, Z will happen. But I, I'm not I mean, that could be like you know, a five second scene at the end of four and we would, and the series really would be done. <laughs> um, so yeah, but it, I mean, that's kind of cool though. And it's, it's exciting. I, I do look forward to, um, to, to don't nods releases. This does, and maybe we're going to probably talk about this in news, but it, this playing this does make me kind of wonder about the viability of episodic content um, in a way like, I don't we don't know how well Life is Strange 2 is doing. I think there was some press release. I don't have it in front of me at the moment, but I want to say that Square Enix released numbers or not actual numbers, but they said that they were very happy and very pleased with the launch of of uh, episode 1. And I do wonder like what the uh the player numbers are kind of as we continue to go down the line like are people dropping off are they playing it consistently like what is it um exactly um well i feel like i mean from what i've heard from like other people that are playing it like people are looking forward to these episodes so i I feel like it's not really a, a dropping off point it's more or less like are people picking up the game because they're hearing the hype about it right Right. And and there's a lot of hype to be had. I mean, the the performances remain very good. And again, I've, I've mentioned the characters every single time I play this game, like they still are are super lovable. Um, and I mean, the writing is is much more mature. This this episode, episode four in particular, is going to piss some people off. Um, it's, it's going to piss it off a certain subsect of people that I would say is prominent in the country at the moment. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I say good, good. Don't nod. Very good. So, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's bold and risky in a way that life is strange. One was, um, it, it kind of introduced us to, a particular group of people that did not get representation. Um, and with Life is Strange 2, we get that, but in a different direction. And I think it's it makes for a much, uh, an even more interesting game in, in some respects. Uh, and I, I truly applaud like where they've gone because they've, they've gone to some places. I'll just say this. I'll say that um, there is a church storyline in 4, and it is it is a lot there is a lot that happens in this in this church um and and some people might say well that's super far-fetched and i go "Mm, i don't know (laughs) i don't don't know (laughs) so um yeah i definitely people should should check out this series if they haven't already it's still i think 40 bucks i think for the entire series i know that's like a pretty big ask but honestly it's been it's been worth it and at this point i mean four episodes of this are out you only have to wait like two and a half months or so for the last episode i think that's a pretty reasonable amount of time if you want to just blaze through the first four and then just have that wait for the fifth this I, i've mentioned this before but this is the first time that i've, I've played this series uh by episode i've, I've always binged through them i've been through the first one i did i binged before the storm um, this is the first one I was there day one for, and I would say 
it's been nice to have something to come to you every few months. Like I know that there was going to be an episode. Um, I do think that the wait is a little too long. I think three months is a lot. Three months is a very long time to wait for these episodes. I think before they were doing like a month or maybe a month and a half. Um, and three months is a, is a big ask for people. Uh, but, but I mean, they've done a good job. I, I feel like this might be placebo effect, but episode four is visually like the most stunning one so far. There have been some times when I just like, let the characters sit for a while and just kind of take in like the music and the, uh, you know, that, that trademark life is strange indie dream pop music. And then, you know, let the scenery kind of take over. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been a good ride and I'm, I'm interested to see how they wrap it all up at the end. That's, that's pretty cool. I mean, I'll, I'll pick it up once everything's out. That's just how I am. But you definitely make the make the game sound really good. Um, and sort of segueing into what I've been playing, you mm-hmm. know, your recommendations, man, have been like on point. Like... I cannot <laughs> wait. Can I, I just I just need I need to properly introduce this because I've been waiting for the past few days for this moment. So, Chris, what you've been playing? I've been playing Yakuza Zero. Oh god! And guess what, man? What's That's that? rad. <laughs> well done. Well played. <laughs> well played. So, all right. So, I mean, we've we've heard Rod talk about this game. I feel like, or just a series. I feel like for what a couple months now. Yeah, I think I. I might have talked about Kiwami One when we start, like when we restarted the show, and then I. Because I don't think I was playing Zero at the time. I think I was playing Kiwami 1. Yeah, and I mean, I feel like with this show, we, I don't want to say, you know, we have, we have an influence or whatever, but like people have like come up to me and it's like, yo, like I played this game after you talked about it. And you're right, you know, such and such is really cool, yada, yada, yada. So like, I don't want to, even though the, the series is older, um, I don't want to like jump in saying, yo, this is the plot twist, what? <laughs> <laughs> but um, I do want to say that you know I time to like sort of digest the game and everything like that. And at some point, I do want to do some sort of like discussion on it, like spoiler cast. Oh yes, it, I, I have some. I have some questions. Definitely yes. have some questions. But the game is really good. Like um, the game does a really good job of humanizing everybody. Even though like you know the main character is like you know he's in a gang. Um, or it's it's you yeah. Know, they, they show the they show like the human side of uh of uh, Kiru, and yes. it's I don't know. It's just like the writing of this game is really good. Like I wasn't expecting that whatsoever. Yeah, like, the, the writing's excellent, and then just the the translation of like what they did, like it's just it's funny. Yes. It the cutscenes in this game are hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I was watching you play the first few chapters uh, of this game uh, initially, and it just—I I was hooked. I was—I was just as hooked as I was like the first time I played it, and I was surprised about that because I don't—I mean, you know, like I don't watch a lot of like playthroughs of games, uh, but I would have happily sat there and watched, like, you know, if I had the time, I would have happily sat there and watched like that entire thing because um, not only is like the crime like really compelling but like the, just the, the crime drama but just like you said it the game is wacky and it's funny 
Um, it's constantly funny and it's making jokes, but not in an obnoxious way. Not in a way that's like we talked about Borderlands last week. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's not like that, you know. It's a different type of humor, like completely. Right. Um, and like it's it's something where I'm pretty sure if if you see the if you see the humor and you laugh at it and you appreciate it, then this game is this whole series is for you. But like if you jump in and you're like, you know, is is this your king? Is this is this who you guys have been like hyping up this whole time? I mean, yeah. I, granted, I feel like jumping in if you have like that open mind because it's because the culture is like completely different because right. you know it's based in Japan and everything. Um, if you already you know sort of like you know if you already embrace that culture, then you'll love this game. Yes, it it is. It's so it's wild because it's like it's the absurdity of anime. Even though it's not like technically anime, but it no. has like that sensibility. So like it's it has like the like it has like the sensibility of like a, like an anime where like not like a mainstream anime that like anyone would say that they watch, but like if you're talking about like deep cut anime, so right. like stuff that like if you say that you start watching, people are like oh wow you actually watch that? It's sort of like that. Like it's it's like right. it has like a bit of you know slice of life anime. You have your you know. Your, He's basically a shonen protagonist, uh, the main character. Um, And so it has like a mix of all of these like anime genres all into one game. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing, right? Is that something that I find so compelling about Yakuza 0, but I mean really Yakuza, just the series, is that it's it's so earnest. Like everything that it goes for and it does, it it goes for it with aplomb like it just like completely has it wears its heart on its sleeve it knows exactly how to like push your buttons it knows when to make you laugh when to make like shock you when to thrill you and when to like you know um you know you know it, it it knows what tone to push and when and it can do all of those things in the space of one scene one scene and i i don't experience many media just in general that can do it with that depth of 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 focus like that depth of hand like it, it it's truly a skill yeah because you you'll be in a scene and like characters are giving each other like threatening remarks you have you know death uh stare downs then all of a sudden like a fucking musical happens and it's just it's it's amazing yeah That's i mean did I you say did, did you get to the 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 uh, pornographic um the uh, kid, magazine the sub, yeah the, the kid. yeah so yeah. <laughs> can we talk about that a little bit because i mean like that's that's what i mean like that sub story is kind of like encompasses what makes yakuza amazing i was really confused at that whole like uh sub story i confused but like more or less like yo is this really happening yeah, yeah. they so they turned they turned that moment into like a stealth game where you had to like sneak right. by people to buy this magazine. Right, right. Well, well, let's set it up. Right. So, okay. like, there's like a there's a there's a kid and he's looking at like a vending machine that has like uh, it has a a porno mag in it and he's like, you know, hey, Mister, and he comes up to you and he's like, hey, Mister, can you buy me this this magazine? I 
really want this. And Kiryu's like, you're a child. Like, I'm not going to buy you this the dirty magazine. What's wrong with you? Um, well, no, no, well, no, no, no. He doesn't know it's dirty. And so, like, he's already agreed to buy it. Right, right. Exactly. And then at that point, he's like, yo, kid. Yeah. Like, you, can, you shouldn't even be looking at this stuff. And right. then the kid sort of guilts him into buying it. He's like, man, look at that. Another adult. Making empty promises, lying yes. to my face. Does this mean that when I grow up, I'm gonna lie to people? I don't yeah. want to grow yeah. up anymore. And I was like, Yeah, Yo. it's like, it, it, yeah, it's like, is that <laughs> what being an adult is about? Lying all the time? Like you just lied to me, and like you know, he so it turns this moment, this silly, absurd, insane moment of you buying this porn mag for this kid into like a really deep, heartfelt uh, message about adulthood, and like it's, it's, it, it's. In no other, no game should be, no one should be getting away with this, like, <laughs> at all. Like, this is not, like, some form of writing that is normal for people. But, like, it, they they do it, and they do it constantly throughout the entire game and throughout the whole series. It's it's all like that. Yeah, like, there's also the, um, there's a sub-story with the kid that buys a video game. And he's, like, super excited that he got the video game, but then it gets stolen and then so they're like there's like a chain of events that happen and by the end of it you're like wow like this all came full circle yeah yeah it, yeah and, and i mean it, it you know there was a reason why it was stolen like it, it turns out you know yeah. there's a there's a deeper meaning behind why the game was stolen in the first place um and that turns into a moment in itself like it's it, it's melodrama but done in the in the right way so it doesn't feel fake and again i'll use that word again because i think that it just it deserves it i mean it's earnest like it it completely owns what it is and and what i like is uh when like when it comes down to like the the pacing of like how they throw these sub stories at you at least for me like i felt like they threw the sub stories on your path towards wherever you're going so like you have the option of like you see you, you see like something happening you can choose to just keep walking, or you can walk over to the person, say something, and I'll start the sub story. But even then, when you start the sub story, a lot of times, like you could just walk away from it. Right? Yeah, you could walk away from it, and there will be a marker saying, like, "Hey, like if you ever want to come back, like this is where this is." So you don't yeah. have to do this right now. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, I thought that was pretty cool, and um, just like like I said once again about like this story, like I'm really close to wrapping it up, but seeing how once again things come full circle in this game like yes. it, it sort of blows my mind really yes. like yes. i know there's there was a couple points in the story where like i had to send you a text i was like yo can't believe such and such happened like my mind is just melted right now yeah and it's just like i i'm after playing this much of this game i'm really excited to sort of jump into other games right yeah, I mean, Kiwami 1, the, the ending of uh, Zero, it leads into Kiwami 1 pretty seamlessly. So if you were to do that, it makes complete sense. Um, I, I also is, said before, you know, we'll have to talk at the very, very end of Zero because you might be like, what? <laughs> but but you'll get there. You'll get there. Is um, Kiwami 1 and Kiwami 2, are both of those in the Dragon Engine? Kwame 2 is in the Dragon Engine. Kwame 1, I don't think it is. So you, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, no, yes, you cannot, you have to load into places in Kwame 1, not Kwame 2. 
Bang. Okay. Because that's yeah. what I was really looking forward to because fuck those yeah. screens. Yeah. I mean, Kwame, <laughs> one, Kwame 1 does look very good. Um, it will look a little bit better than Zero. Uh, but Kwame 2 is going to pretty much blow bo- both of those out of the water in terms of visuals and the engine that it uses. Um, mm-hmm. Like, you probably... Three, three through five... I mean, three through five look good, um, but yeah, I mean, you're still gonna have to like load and stuff, so it will be a little bit of a change. But to, once you get to two, though, two and six are the the Dragon Engine games. Okay. Um, so, so those are will be the ones that will make it like y- you'll have it good. <laughs> um, and then obviously, Judgment is the Dragon Engine as well. So like, if you ever get around to playing that, um, it's it is that which I. Especially since you like Zero in the series so much, I would highly recommend you play Judgment because Judgment is basically Yakuza just with different characters. Um, and I would say a slightly different twist on the story as well. So and I think it's it's going to be a re- more of a refreshing take because you're playing somebody in that game that's like abiding by the law generally. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to Kiryu and Majima who are, you know, obviously ex-Yakuza and they really don't have many rules in terms of like what they will and won't do if you piss them off enough they'll probably kill you uh <laughs> so yeah uh i which which kind of leads me to think like what are you thinking about majima's uh side story because most of the time i hear you talking about the game you're mostly speaking on the kiryu side of things uh is does majima prove to be an interesting hero to you or i should say um character yeah i mean he's he's different because mm-hmm. like he I guess for him, it's like a, I don't know if it's like to say like a redemption thing where he's like trying to get back into the Yakuza, but um, I I don't know. Like I, I feel like I relate more to Kiru. Okay. I feel like he's your spirit animal, to be honest. <laughs> um, I, I, I mean, I really do. Like, I feel like Kiryu is like you in a video game. Um, but I also, because, you know, he's always trying to help people and he's so like, he's so kind hearted. Like sometimes he'll get like taken advantage of, but like not, but, but he'll recognize it and be like, um, don't do that. You yeah. know, like he, like, like he knows like when people are bullshitting him, but you know, I, I feel like you and Kiryu are, I could, you can vibe. Um, Majima, I found Majima's side of the story to be the more interesting one in terms of just plot mechanics. I was, I was definitely. Well, are, so are you saying like more or less like just like his, his whole like story, like his, his story side is like, like you said, I guess it's, it, it kickstarts the, like the whole overarching story. So like things that might be referenced in Kiryu's side, like it will then, show its face on Majima's side and like right. become full circle. Right. Like they, that's the cool thing about zero is that, you know, they're not like intersecting, but their stories are affecting each other and yeah. they'll be, they'll be referencing the other person without even knowing that they're talking about that, that guy, mm-hmm. um, which is really cool and a really interesting way to write. I'm a sucker for those kind of narratives, like parallel narratives. Um, so Yakuza Zero does it in a really interesting way. And at first, for the first few chapters, I was like kind of wondering, like, you know, ooh, when when are they gonna meet? And then like by midway, I was like not even caring anymore because I was exactly. so yeah. I was so invested in what was happening to each individual person. I was just like, you know, oh man, like what's what's gonna happen in you know with Kuze and Kiryu here? Or like, you know, is he gonna get caught? Like, oh god, the whole city's chasing him or like Majima is like, you know, oh man, you know, Sagara's kind of a dick like you know what's gonna happen with him at the end like you know yeah so 
and I will say with Majima, like I I figured out maybe about halfway through the game that his uh, his break di- break dance style is like OP. Like it's <laughs> oh, oh at, yeah yeah yeah. At, at one point, I was I was basically spinning the winning, spinning the win, <laughs> like just mashing one two buttons and like I'm taking yeah. on like about 10 15 people at the same time doesn't yeah. matter i'm gonna break dance doesn't matter does not matter um that makes a lot of sense yeah so that's that's good man i'm i'm i cannot seriously i cannot express to you how happy i am that i have someone to talk to about the series <laughs> because i feel like no one i know like either knows about it or cares about it so like i'm just i mean and it's and i think it's just it's one of those franchises like i know i've I've always heard of it and it's always been on like my radar like i actually like um went back on like one of my older youtube accounts and like i actually did like a a let's play of uh i think it was uh yakuza 4 like its demo and like it's just it's just i don't know i i finally gave this franchise you know its chance and it definitely won me over. Yeah, sounds like it did pretty hardcore, to be honest. Which yeah. I was, which even I was not expecting. I was expecting you to like like it, like kind of dig it, but I wasn't. It sounds like you you. I, I'm gonna use the L word. It sounds like you love it. You know, Yo, um, plug, it in, plug it into my veins. <laughs> um. So, oh, and before, you know, I, we can't let this conversation just end without talking about what was it? Um. Something I was talking about last week. Um, could you remind me what that yeah. was? <laughs> what, what was that? Okay. All right. So um, in Yakuza 0, there is a mini game mm-hmm. where you get to, you, you're running a cabaret club. Mm-hmm. And it's basically what you talked about <laughs> last week. Okay. And Go on. <laughs> all this shit's really deep. Like, it's so much customization is ridiculous. Yes. I wasn't I wasn't expecting like this level of detail and a lot and of that's stuff. How, that's how I knew I did a poor job yet last week of trying to explain it to you guys because like I, I like it was it's it is really detailed. There are a lot of things to learn and to do. And now you understand what I was talking about with the hand signals and trying to like Yo, listen, listen. Yeah. So with the whole hand signal thing, like they, they they make a point where they're saying, "Oh, she's signaling you," and you're looking, and I guess right now to the untrained eye, it just looks like she's just waving. But then when you go up to her and she's like, you know, it gives you the options of what she wants. I'm like, how the fuck am I supposed to know what you want? So I pick what I think she might want. And she's like, and then you get a notification saying, "Oh, you didn't read the hand signal correctly. You didn't tell me what the hand signal was in the first place." Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they don't they don't really tell you. I don't even think they tell you in like the instructions. You just have to kind of guess. Some of them are obvious, like guest glass and versus ladies glass is like obvious because obviously the guest glass is bigger. Um, things like that. I didn't know what the ashtray was for the longest time, and for of uh, the first few tries, I was getting ashtray and ice mixed up because they're almost literally the same hand signal but just like in reverse so like the ice is like they're putting their pinky and their their um index finger like out to the side and like kind of dipping it in that's ice and then ashtray is almost like the same motion but with like both their hands and they're like curling their their hand up like in the form of like a a c or something but it's like kind of pointing up yeah so it's weird but once you get the hang of it though you just get it 
really, really quickly, and then it's just no problem. And, and I'll say that, like, the um, this is definitely a game that you could literally lose yourself in all of, like, the side activities that you get to do. Yeah. So, you know, Majima, he runs, like, the cabaret clubs. He runs, yeah. uh, you know, the Grand. And then with Kiryu, he runs, like, this uh, real estate business. Yeah. So, which... Which both, both of them have storylines to themselves. Exactly. So, um, like, I, I, I didn't dive too much into into either of them like i've done enough where like story the story started to move forward with it but i was like uh i want to jump back into the story now right but which is perfectly uh, fine yeah yeah but i mean like it's it's cool um i do wish that on the real estate side that they sort of like have like some sort of indicator on what business you could buy because i because at one point i literally had to like walk in front of every business and see if i could buy it yeah, so that I definitely used a guide for that because yeah, that that's the one flaw in in the game. Like the the one major flaw that I noticed is that um they don't give you indicators um like obvious ones to say like hey you can buy it here because that actually happens in the Majima stuff too when you go to buy. So with the Hostess Club, you have to buy uh partners like businesses. You have to buy into them um, so they can like give you fans, and you literally cannot tell what shops are what because number one you know most of us in the west can't read you know kanji so um you know none of these characters make any sense and so you have to go up to the building face first and be like you know can i buy this best to just use a guide just use a guide it's gonna save you a lot of time yeah i think i'm gonna do that yeah so yeah but and then like there's, there's a couple of small things in this game that you know like like continuity things that sort of like poked out and i was like yo like this doesn't make any sense i'm the type of person where like if someone gets shot in a cutscene, and then in a the very next scene he's like he rips off his shirt and he has no bullet wound right i i don't know that just <laughs> it throws me off yeah it, it, it is really funny in a yakuza cutscene when like kiryu could go through literally like hundreds of people in an office building and then get punched in the gut one time in a cutscene and then fall over <laughs> yeah it's it's pretty funny um but yeah, man, I'm so thrilled. And and just really quickly, how amazing was that Kuze fight scene in the sewer when he's on the motorcycle? Oh my goodness! Like, like just the way they set up everything, like that whole yeah. fight. I think like that was like the best fight. Yeah, it was. It was. The music is the just music. Crazy yeah, good. it's very '80s, you know. And it's like, really, and that's another thing is that this game is super cinematic. Like there's a yes. couple times where I like I sit back and I'm like, yo, sort of. It really feels like I'm watching a movie with like how there's like different camera cuts and different pans and like right now I'm sort of like learning videography. So uh, looking at like just seeing the stuff, I'm like, yo, like I I've never. I don't know if it's just that I haven't noticed it in cinema before or just in video games, but like they do a really good job of like. You know, telling this story, setting up certain shots, like it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, it it's it's absolutely amazing. Yeah, I'm 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 pretty pleased with it. That's that's part of the reason why uh, I I love the series as well is that you know you can settle in for like some really interesting and long cutscenes sometimes and almost like Metal Gear style. Maybe not as like egregious, but but you know you know you're gonna be entertained. Yeah. So, yeah. And and I will say this to anyone that's thinking about you know hopping onto the series, it is I mean it's a lot of content like a yes. lot. So uh, don't pick this up if you're in the middle of some games, and don't pick this up if like there's a big game that's coming out that you know you're gonna want to pick up. 
So, like, sort of use this as, like, your in-between game. But even then, in-between, it's going to run you, like, 90 hours. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like, granted, like, I I got through it pretty quickly, but I feel like it was more or less because I sort of started to, like, streamline all of the main story stuff. Yeah. And I sort of eased off on the sub-stories. But, like, yeah. if, but if a sub-story is in my face, once again, I'll still do it. It's something where, like, I'm not going to hunt down these sub-stories. Yeah, it, well, and I mean, that's the thing, is that, like, I, I would recommend, if anyone is going to play this this game, I would recommend mainlining the story and and, and doing every sub-story you can, because I think sub-stories, the, the main quest is is great. You know, that is a part of Yakuza. But it only captures only half of it it captures like the gritty kind of crime melodrama half and i think the wacky irreverent fun side of a yakuza mostly comes out in the sub stories um so if you've ever heard like if you've any 90 percent of the gifs that you've probably seen online online about uh yakuza have probably come from those sub stories um I, I, because there's just so much crazy shit that happens in them that like, that it, it, all the good content is like all the wacky stuff is there. Um, and, and a lot of the heart, it, a lot of the heart and soul and the the character work is also done in those sub stories. So I would highly recommend people at least do that, even if you don't engage with all the mini games because there are a ton. Um. Please don't 100% this game. Like, it will take you 200 hours. I'm not even joking. Like, it took me about 90 to 100 hours over the course of, like, two months to complete Yakuza 0. Um, about a Persona game, pretty much. And I did not do absolutely everything. I did everything with a narrative attachment. So all the mini game or all the uh, sub-narratives, the hostess stuff, the real estate, the main story, um, and all the sub-stories. Um, like, all 100 whatever of them. I, I did them, um, and it took that long, but it was very worth it. Like I yeah, was, and, it, and it's yeah. worth it too because like the the characters and the stories that you get out of these, like it's it really is like a slice of life. Like you really get to see, yeah, you know, like the humanity of, in these characters. Yeah, I mean, you're visiting Japan basically. Like Kamurocho and Sotenbori are based on real cities, like actual cities in Japan. With their, they've they mapped out literal cities. You can actually see in Sotenbori, you know that uh, shop on the corner um, of uh, Shoka Shoko or Shiki something. I forgot the actual name of the street, but it's on the it's on the corner and it has a big crab on it. Yeah, that's a real restaurant with an actual like crab, like that the crab is real. Oh yeah, like this game is good on using real world uh, properties and like drinks, yeah. like the like all the alcohol in this game are like real alcohol that you can actually yeah. buy. Um, right, food is all real. So like if you if you've seen some of these things like in stores, like you you know you'd recognize it. Right. Yeah. the The director of um of Yakuza has gone on record to say that like he created the series not to be like Grand Theft Auto where you you know, create havoc, but that you can help people. That's why you can't just like sock random people in the face, you know, on the street. Yeah. Uh, I remember that was like the first question you asked me when you were playing. You were like, can I punch random people? Um, and like, no, you can't. But the reason behind that is because like he wanted to have people enjoy um, wandering around the city, which is also why they implemented the, you know, you not infinite sprint unless like you like level it up all the way or whatever. But 
like the, the the director really wanted people to to soak in the environment and have fun just wandering the streets as if they were actually there. So yeah, it makes a lot of sense in context. Yeah, and um, what I was about to say, um, dang, I already slipped my mind. Whoop. Oh yeah, so like the the like they like the. Like killing people in this game, or like a character dying, or like people having guns, is super super huge in this game, mm-hmm. and it's 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 really different compared to like anything that's made based in America or like any of like our uh, like if you watch TV shows or movies based in America where people literally like kill each other and there's nothing, but in this game like there's like a heavy weight to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, gun laws are insanely strict in Japan. It's very it's abnormal to see a gun in Japan. Um that's not on a police officer. So like the fact that people, you know, take guns very seriously and there's like an there's a noticeable um tension and and surprise when somebody actually has a gun. Um and it's considered serious like you just said, like they're it's treated very seriously. Just the concept of death um or murdering a civilian is like not a good thing. Like that is not something that is uh, uh, you can get expelled for that. You can get yeah. fucked up for for doing that. So it's cool. Yeah. yeah, but all in all, like I'm really enjoying my ride in this. Uh, I'm gonna finish it up, and by next week, I'm probably not gonna say probably. I'm gonna start uh, Kwame. So mm-hmm. I'll let y'all know how that's going. Man, I, if you, whenever you want to do the spoiler cast, all you have to do you have my number. <laughs> Yo, it might it might be it might even be a YouTube video. Let's see what we do. All right, all right, all right. So with that, we're gonna go ahead and jump into our new segment. But once again, let's continue this conversation. uh, You know, in the comments. So uh, whether you're you know listening to this on YouTube, you're on Facebook, you're um, commenting on any of our posts on Instagram or Twitter. What have you guys been playing this past week? And have you played Yakuza Zero? Have you played Life is Strange Episode Four? Uh, let us know, and let's talk in the... I was going to say, I'm saying let's talk, but am I going to be on social media to actually talk to <laughs> people? Well, let's just say yeah, so we can get the engagement going. <laughs> yes, yes. There'll be someone there to talk with you guys. But um, we're going to go ahead and jump into the news this week, and uh, Rod, let's go ahead and start off with the news. So, yeah, let's start off on a bit of a serious note here. I, we just thought it was important to note some of these, the, the changes that were going on in the industry right now. We have um, had at least four individuals, I want to say, get called out. Four, maybe five at this point, actually, um, for sexual abuse. Um, this has been happening – well, obviously, this has not been happening this week. This has been happening for a really long time. But, um, but it's, they're starting to get called out on this um this week and so we've got uh, ken wong who worked on monument valley alec holoka holoka uh from he actually worked on titanfall and night in the woods um i uh, alexis kennedy was actually a brand new one from earlier today as of this recording um who was i want to say they worked on um, Sunless Sea and something else. I want to say it was a cultist simulator. I've not played that, but I am aware of Sunless Sea. Um, 
And pro- perhaps the the most high profile one at this point has been Jeremy Soule. And he is the composer of, uh, correct me if I'm wrong on this, uh, uh, Skyrim, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's a, it's a really big deal. I mean, it's, it's unfortunate that this is even happening in the first place, no matter who it is. But um, the fact that a lot of these indie filmmakers are filmmakers, these, these indie developers are getting called out. Oh, and by the way, someone from Oculus too, Michael Antonov. He's an Oculus co-founder. He was also accused of sexual harassment by female uh, VR devs. So, you know, th- this is this is uh, this is a reckoning happening right now. They this is this is long overdue. Um, these these individuals doing these type of things um, is should not be tolerated. And 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 you know, obviously, keep in mind the the victims at at the time. Um, as as they're coming out about their stories, but there are a number of, of women who are coming out about uh, their behavior, very, like just all of these these guys. Um, and I just really wanted to call it out. I just thought it was important to at least you know put it in the show because I mean that's important to us. Um, you know, we definitely think that this is it should be out there. Um, we definitely support that here on the show for sure. So um, yeah, man, uh, don't men should be better just point blank period we you you know got to be better um and if you're in a position of power a lot of these stories are come because you know there were people at networking events or they were um they were working alongside uh their you know women uh co-workers and they said something inappropriate they did something inappropriate they used their position of powers um to uh make someone feel like they needed to uh, be harassed in this way uh, or made it feel like, you know, they, they needed to do that or that it was okay. Obviously it's not, it's never okay. Um, so yeah, I just thought it was important that we call that out. Yeah. That's just one of those things. Just, to, just don't do it guys, guys. Like it's, I, I feel like at, at, at this point, like I think it's something that we I guess we would have to uh start like training kids when they're younger that is not okay and I feel like this generation's already like exposed to that stuff now so right I mean um, yeah I mean it's it's about teaching guys not to do it right like yeah. you know not to say that hey women don't get sexually assaulted or raped no no it's no like, yeah it's like yeah I know I know that's not what you're saying but just to clarify in case someone misunderstands um yeah. that is you know the the onus is on the the man to not do that, um, not on the women to prevent it. So, um, yeah, it's it's really unfortunate that like you know these women have to go through that, um, and especially even if it's work that we enjoy, um, you know, or have enjoyed in the past. I love Skyrim's music, you know, but if the dude's a shitbag, then he's a shitbag. Um, so the quality of, of his work doesn't really change the fact that he is a scumbag so um yeah really really unfortunate there so wanted to move on to the next story here which was about cyberpunk chris i think you brought this one up to me earlier yeah so um it sort of looks like cg cd project red they want to make people feel more inclusive so when creating your character uh, in Cyberpunk 2077, um, instead of um, 
choosing your gender. You know, you don't choose. You know, you don't choose if you're a male character or a female character. You just choose a body type. So, um, they, I guess they, they're doing this to like sort of open up that narrative. And like, it's, I think we were talking about this before the show. Um, like, it sort of feels like you know, in the past they've said some pretty racy things. Yes. So they've, they've, they've said some really inappropriate things. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I wonder if this is their way of like trying to you know, look better in the public's eye. But it's good. Like, it's a good, yeah. at the end of the day, it's a good thing. Right, exactly. I think that's the main thrust of it, is that, I mean, like, we can't forget, like, what they said, but they are trying to, it looks like, I mean, this is a good move. No matter how you spin it, it's a good move. Um, I think it's very inclusive. This is exactly what they should be doing. Um, if they want to, you know, I, I hope that it's from coming from a good place and not solely to garner goodwill. I mean, I mean, I, it seems like it is. It, it, I mean, the the press release for it um, seems like actually, if you don't mind, I want to quote this really quickly um, about what it is they actually said. They said, "Quote: You don't choose your gender anymore. You don't choose. I want to be a female or male character. You now choose a body type because we want you to feel free to create any character you want. So you choose your body type, and we have two voices: one that's male sounding, one is female sounding. You can ma- you can mix and match. You can just connect them any way you want. And then we have a lot of extra skin tones and tattoos and hairstyles." End quote. So that Yo, sounds shout good. Out, shout out to that last bit. They have extra <laughs> right. skin tones, tattoos, and hairstyles. Right. Yeah. So I wonder how much of that runs up against what we were kind of hearing at E3 with like kind of like the Jamaican accents, which, you know, uh, or was it I think it was like maybe Haitian. Um, There was some dissension at some point during E3. I want to say it was like this past year um, where people felt a little uncomfortable at some of the depictions of of certain characters. Um, So I do wonder if that stuff is being taken in stride and maybe in full context will understand like, you know, it's meant to be played as like this is a bad thing or how that is. So I still am like cautiously optimistic as to how CD Projekt Red is going to approach topics like this um if they are going to have any degree of um nuance but you know we're gonna have to see this is a good start though this is a this actually makes me look at the game uh favorably for sure um you know we've got certain individuals without naming names who are um <laughs> let's say confused <laughs> about this choice um but I think it's good, and I think the usual suspects will come out and show their ass, and I think everyone else will enjoy a really good, inclusive game. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, and next we've got the Telltale Revival. Question mark? I Question guess it mark. is being, yeah. So it came out this week that te- Telltale is being relaunched as it were um the assets were actually purchased by a company called lcg entertainment um that company is actually going to they're actually going to sell um some of the back catalog for telltale but they're also going to work on some new games as well looking at an article here at polygon they were saying that um the it's the quote-unquote new telltale is spearheaded by two individuals. One of them was saying that 
workers from the original Telltale Games studio were going to be offered freelance roles with full-time positions possible in the future. So, and just in case people didn't know, uh, the individuals who have been running this, one of them is uh, is proficient in mobile games. Um, they were the CEO of a developer called Galaxy Pest Control. Um, they have licensed games on Power Rangers and Duck Dynasty. I can't say I'm familiar with the work, but all right. Um, and the other guy, he it says here in this article that he was running sales and marketing for Havoc. Um, that's the, the engine. So neither of them actually worked at the company ever, but it's interesting what they're choosing to do here. Um, I don't love the idea of people working for free. <laughs> I think that's kind of ridiculous, especially for people who have not found jobs yet. Well, I mean, is it them working for free or is it like the, it's like a contract? Or like they... Well, it seems like a contract. It yeah. seems more like a contract, but you know, why hang that that air of uncertainty around people who may not have anything steady yet? I mean, the studio only shut down last year. Uh, it's very possible. If you, I do encourage people to watch the Telltale doc that NoClip did uh, a few months back. Um, it's extremely illuminating, um, and and really delves into what life was like. Uh, for those developers and also what it kind of is like today uh, not all of those developers have found jobs um, I, I'm not certain if you know I, I don't know can you really if you have you know a house and kids and a wife or husband or whatever like can you really afford to you know do freelance with just the hint that you might get you know full time um, I, I don't know something about it is like kind of iffy to me we don't really know the full extent of it um, I mean, I think it's a cool idea that like the Telltale could potentially be, you know, well, I should say the Telltale properties could see new life. Um, chief among them for me would probably be like Stranger Things or Wolf Among Us too. But you know, who knows? What about you, Chris? I, I mean, I hope to see because I mean, I think we talked about this last week. Like, I'm a fan of these type of games. Like, I love like the interactive medium or in, interactive movies. What do they call it? something like that interactive uh, games i mean they're adventure games adventure point, games point and click point yeah. and click yeah so i'm a fan of these uh so i'd love to see them um you know get picked up i was actually hoping that you know a bigger company like netflix like they you know buy them out and then pump out a bunch of stuff on netflix that yeah i didn't wait but I think Netflix is – they do license a couple of games, right? Or they publish a couple of games. Like they have a Stranger Things game out, right? Like a yeah. beat-em-up. Yeah. Um, I mean it's possible. I mean they got the Bandersnatch thing. I think that's kind of a fusion of um, of like the Until Dawn and, and everything like that. Um, or Erica as we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's cool. I, you know, we talked a little bit earlier t- this week about – Life is strange, and you know, I I kind of want to circle back around on that a little bit because it is interesting to me that Telltale is in the position of now. It they they died because I think they they died for a few reasons, and I think one of them is that you know they had a lot of fires and or a lot of uh, irons in the fire 
basically they were working on a lot of different games and they were all kind of like very similar, um, at least a similar style of game um, in terms of the genre. And I think part of it is that like, I don't know if episodic games was really doing it anymore. Like, and that's, that was my main concern kind of with, with life is strange too, is like, you know, is this series doing well? There was an interview recently, um, like last week, I think, where the director was saying, like, you know, they didn't know if they were going to do a Life is Strange three, and I, I'm not sure if, and I don't, I don't think that's for lack of trying or, or lack of desire. It sounds, it sounded like to me during the interview that it was just they're uncertain what Square Enix is going to let them do, um, mm. and that could be because you know maybe the game tapered off after episode one, especially after you, people figured out that they had to pay thirty two dollars. Um, and not pay for each episode individually, because that's what I thought at first. Um, so, and, and again, I said this before, but three months is a really long time to wait. You know, it can you maintain for basically fifteen months? You know, the first episode came out in September of twenty nineteen. You know, of Life is Strange two. You know, it's going to end in December. That's that's fifteen months. That's a long time for for a five episode series like this. Um so I don't know what the the lead time or the dev time was on this. I think they're genuinely working on these episodes like um as they're releasing. Um so yeah, I I, I don't know. It, it, it's an interesting decision to try to reboot this studio in a time when who knows if this how viable this this is, you know. I I welcome it, you know. I want great games in this in this vein. I just hope that there's a place at the table for them. I think it's going to fall down to a developer coming up with like the right way of doing it. So like, like you said, your, like your issues with these games is that the wait time is way too long. Like imagine if someone decided to put out a series and the episodes dropped like every week or every other week or something like that. Um, I feel like that will bring in more people. Um, and then just like, I don't know, like, it's all about like getting hype behind your product. So look at, like, literally look at what happened with Popeye's and the chicken sandwich. If you could get <laughs> some, some sort of hype like that, or like what happened with Fortnite, um, and battle royales, like it's all about someone being, I, I guess it's like, I think we talked about this, you know, there's being first, there's someone, there's, um, what is it? Being first, doing something different. And then I forgot what the other thing is, but like to, just to be successful, if you do one of those things, like you'll make it. So I don't know. I, I just I hope the best for them. I really do because I enjoy the games. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Yep. So with that said, we've got our last news item of the day, and that is going to be Overwatch on Switch. No nonsense. You know, I want to say that this was something that we spoke about early, early on this show, um, where that was the possibility of, of of bringing a game like that to the Switch. I might be completely mistaken. Someone please correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sure someone will. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm not shocked. I'm, I'm, I'm not super shocked at this. This is a good decision. Um, you know, Diablo made it over. Um, that was a pretty good port, too. A pretty good port, exactly, totally. Um, Overwatch, I think, is going to be just as good. Obviously, I don't think that will be the one I'm like super duper serious on, like that 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 account. But 
I think it's great to have it kind of in my bed on the go. Um, you know, not at my house, not hooked up to the internet, like through a hardwire or something like, you know, not popped in front of a TV. I think that that would be really, really neat. Um, I don't, the game's not super demanding. You can play that game on a toaster pretty much. Yeah. Um, and it'll run. So I don't, I don't think that the switch is too far fetched, uh, of a device to, to have it on. Um, I think it's perfect. What do you think, Chris? Yeah. Um, I think that, it's already been tested with like other games similar to this. So like Paladins has been out for a while. Um, oh, you know, yeah, they, yeah, they, they added Fortnite. Like a lot of these games that are like online only multiplayer have been put out on the switch and they work pretty well. So, yeah. Oh, uh, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I apologize. I completely forgot to mention why we think it's coming to the switch. There was a listing on, was it Amazon? Yeah. Um, there was a, you know, as all good things get leaked, uh, there was a, there was a listing and it said that, uh, there was an Overwatch, uh, switch for, or this Overwatch switch case and it got delisted. And then I think there was a rumor on some site, some website, um, somebody leaked it. Oh my God. So it, I promise it was maybe potentially credible. <laughs> um, but they were saying that Tracer, well, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I know the case thing is somewhat credible because it was Power A that dropped it. Ah, yes. Okay. They dropped that, and then there was a, a huge rumor going, I want to say, like, the day before the the case actually leaked, saying that Tracer was going to be um, the new Smash character. Um, and so... That's wild. Uh, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know about that one. That would be dope. Like, I'd, I'd be behind that. But, I mean... There was a there was a leak that dropped maybe around the time the game was releasing that had like all of the DLC characters and so far it's been consistent. So yeah. you know maybe if they do a season two for characters, which I hope they do, um, I'd love to see Tracer in the game. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I I, I think so. I mean, you think that season like the Ultimate Fighters Pass will really be it? No, I mean the the way um, fighting games are flourishing right now, like multiple season passes, like that's a thing. Look at yeah. second seven. I think what, what are they on season pass two or three at this point now? Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean if if it's you know if a company is or a developer is um, if they're continuously like supporting the game with patches with um, pushing it for like. Uh, being in like tournaments and whatnot, bringing out new characters. Like I don't mind DLC characters that way. Like if it's right. like if it's way out. Like if it's something that you know the characters are on the CD already, that's sort of scummy. But like if they're developing characters like way past release and they're still supporting it like years on end, then yeah, like it's it's unless like we need a change in the game. I'm I'm cool. I'm cool with doing season passes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm I'm really interested, man. I'm I'm interested to see if this game comes out for Switch. It'll be on everything at that point. Um Overwatch cannot be stopped. And I don't think they're gonna make I mean, they'll probably do some like big expansion maybe with the new the next gen coming out um soon. But I don't know if we're gonna see an Overwatch two man. I don't think we not, need one. Not not anytime soon. No. Um I I could see it maybe two years into the next uh, console cycle, maybe one and a half years into it. I could see that. I could see that. 
Yeah. So it's exciting, man. I, I I would check it out. I would I would buy that that on Switch. I would. Yep. Um. Yeah. I I think that's dang. That's that's pretty much it for, for this, right? Yeah, that's about it. That's a that, which it feels like it's pretty much a full show. Feels yeah. like you know it was been a kind of a kick our kick your feet up episode, but that was it. Yeah, definitely chill episode, guys. Um, once again, episode twenty seven. If uh, you guys want more content, go to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, do a search for "Should I Play That?" And then, if you want us to read some uh, some questions on air, or if you have anything to say about the show. Uh, email us at should I play that fan mail at gmail.com. We've got a yep, prize for it. someone who we read from. Yep. They, we, we should do it like how they do it in Yakuza Zero. You have to be, you have, we have to read you your, <laughs> your mail three times for uh, for the prize. And you know what's crazy is that like I'm stuck on the second. Like I've done two in a row that I was like, oh, cool. It got read on air and none of the other stuff has been read. <laughs> That's how it goes, man. That's how it goes. Yeah, but that's how it is. Um, you know, we'll. I guess we'll give you more of an update on. I know you're gonna finish uh, Kiwami two. I'm gonna finish uh, Yakuza zero and start on Kiwami one. So you'll get the update on that. Um, also, with the new games that are dropping, um, we have Asheville Train, uh, Man of Medan. Um, yeah. which I'm really excited for. Yeah, um, you're, you're, you'll be jumping into that. I yeah. might be jumping into Control. We're going to see, man. We're going to see. Because <laughs> the reports are not good. But yeah. we're going to see. About the performance. The, the game is apparently amazing. Um, but we got to fight through that performance. I'm, I'm on a base PlayStation 4, so, you know, and, I got to deal. Yes, and say so your PlayStation is going to start smoking once you start playing it. <laughs> and you're not joking. All right, but, you know, you know how you guys... You know how we love to end this thing, guys. Drink more water, moisturize the ankles, take your vitamins. Like, I know some people that have like weird diets, but take your vitamins. You need them. Eat your greens. Don't sweat the small stuff. Read more. Keep people around you that tell you the truth. Be humble. Commit to things. Listen, your greatest struggles are your greatest lessons. Think about that. Text your friends next, uh, that you haven't heard from in a while. Change the sound of your alarm every couple of days to help you wake up. It, it helps out. Trust me. Uh, stop waiting for the perfect time. If you're trying to start that podcast, if you're trying to start that movie, if you're trying to start uh, that new uh, Netflix series that you need to binge, don't wait. Just do it. Use your front pockets to carry stuff. Otherwise, you're making it easier to be pickpocketed. If you have life problems, don't run away from them. Face them, or else they'll haunt you later if you don't. If you want to make a change in your life, take it one day at a time. Ask yourself, what can I do today to make that change? Because just because someone doesn't agree with you, that doesn't make you make them your enemy. I, I've learned that in the Akasa Zero. Like that's a huge thing. <laughs> when was the last time you backed up your phone? Make sure it's recent. And never go to the grocery store. Rod, have you gone to the grocery store on an empty stomach before? All the time. Never do that, man. Never <laughs> do that. You'll buy too much. Leave things better the way you found them. Make the journey fun. That's what we're doing here. We're making this fun. If you're about to impulse on something, and like this might help you out in these coming months with all these games coming out, talk yourself out of it. Save the money that you're going to spend towards something else. Whether that be you know a rainy day fund, uh, another video game. Who knows? 
clear out your voicemail. It's uh, it's probably full. We're not even set up. Hey, you. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Sit up straight. Keep your shoulders back because right now your poor posture is the reason why you're sore. Mm, 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 mm. Buy a good screen protector for your phone, for your tablet. Listen, like my tablet's messed up right now and it's because I didn't get a screen protector. I am pissed. Like I broke the screen and it, it crushed my soul. I just put it in my bag and never saw it again. Never underestimate your worth, guys. Never do that. You are worth it. And last but not least, guys, stay beastly. We'll catch you next week. Peace.